Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. This is an hour that we get to spend together where we get to say hi, we get to ask some questions, we get to see what's going on in the world of investing. A couple of things I want to kind of talk about. I did a video this morning, kind of a fun video based on an article I found in the Housing Wire. Shout out Logan. I'm going to go Montashane. M-O-N-M-O-H-T-H-S-H-A-I-M. I'm sure I messed that up. But basically, uh, Logan did an excellent job of summarizing the last 10 years of housing crash. Real quick, we went from shadow inventory to inventory going up in rates rising to purchase demand falling to silver tsunami to a manufacturing recession to stocks falling. To prices back at the 08 peak, I think that is the funnest, funniest one to me. That is, that's the one that makes me laugh. Um, like one peak means anything, but anyways, mortgage rates over 5% going to crash the market. Inventory up, sales slowing, COVID crash. And again, another favorite of mine, forbearance tsunami. So again, lots of people calling for a crash. And oh, by the way, prices went from 170 grand in 2012 to 302 grand. Folks, anybody can call a housing crash, even people in their mom's basements. What I want you to be doing on this channel is doing the work. I want you looking in your buy box, understand what is going on. There is no question, no question, nationally speaking, housing transactions are crashing, just like I called, just like I've been talking about. And to everybody who thinks that a housing crash in transactions is not important, you and I are playing different games. I don't know what else to tell you. If you think that you need a national housing crash to find a good deal, you and I are playing different games. It's, you are playing Monopoly and I'm playing chess. I don't know what to tell you. A housing crash in transactions is awesome. I can go find the motivated sellers, the seller who just needs out, who doesn't need, doesn't need the, the tippity top. We can now look at inventory that's not perfect. It's awesome. I love this market we're heading into. And I am very annoyed with people saying um, that a housing crash and transaction means nothing. It means everything. It's the time to get creative. It's this time to listen to sellers. Folks, if you have a perfect property, as all of my agents have told me, I've interviewed four agents on this channel for you. All of them have told me a house priced at the median or below, which is where I tell you to play in perfect condition is going to sell. Folks, we have two years of FHA and VA buyers who were ignored. If I was a real estate agent and my pipeline dried up, I'd be fishing for FHA and VA buyers. Go get perfect houses. But what does that mean for the housing inventory? It means that a lot of the housing inventory that's not perfect 
I get to pick over, you get to pick over as investors. We are going through what will likely go down as the worst housing crash on record for transactions. The people that want the price, the median price to fall are going to once again cry in their soup or cry in their drinks or whatever they cry into and do nothing. Where the creative investor who challenges themselves to do the work every day, you're going to win. I'm going to win. I am looking to add new skills right now. We just added pre-foreclosure content to the course because I don't know how to do it. And then secondly, I saw some very angry comments on a couple of videos yesterday. I think it was ones with um, with Ty, where there was this one commenter who was pissed off that I wouldn't let them in the Facebook group. I'm going to say it right here, right now. The Facebook group is extremely valuable, frankly, worth more than the cost of the course. But I'm not letting anybody in who doesn't buy the course. We need to speak the same language. We need to know that you're doing the work. If I just let people in that were angry and upset, the happiest place on the internet would turn into every other place on the internet where I would stop looking at. So if you are upset that you can't get in my Facebook group and I decline your, um, I don't know, invitation or whatever the hell it's called. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I put out two hours of content every day. Watch the free stuff. You are not getting in my course. Not, not. You are not getting around 2,000 plus friends of mine unless you're committed to doing the work. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And I actually left those comments in. So if, you're, if you've seen those comments, feel free to reply. I don't typically engage in my comments, right? I do a great job of replying once. I, ne I almost, almost like 99.9% .9 never go back. I don't have time. I can... I just have enough time today to reply to comments. I have no time to reply to comments off comments off. I'm not going to engage in a conversation in the comment section. So that one I went back to because they frankly pissed me off. All right. Let's say uh, good morning to everyone and see what is going on. Nathan, how you doing? Oh, the Lumberjack's here. Lumberjack, you got to send us a video of you ringing the bell. Uh, everybody at one rental at a time, send uh, congratulations, good news, thumbs up, whatever you want to do to Matt and his entire family. Yesterday was a big day. Tamika, how you doing? Better Home Rentals, good morning. Michelle, good morning. Mandy, good morning. Terry, good morning. Uh, Ninja Vanish, good morning. Rolden, good morning. Ultimate Bargains, yeah, buddy. You guys want to say hi? You guys want to say hi? Here, come here. We got uh, Sunny here. They just had a haircut. It's summer here, so they've got their summer cut. There you go. Come here, happy. Oh, you're way over there in the corner. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And, of course, we got the blonde. We got happy. I think that's just the best name in the world. Okay, I'm sorry. You're tired. You can go back to sleep. It's kind of hot in this room with all these lights and stuff, so they're trying to chill out in their bed. So that was for you, Jeffrey. Millennial Health and Wellness. Hey, Michael, have a home in Portland, Oregon, worth approximately, approximately Earth, approximately? Anyways, 575 and I owe 440. I'm relocating to Texas and I'm getting ready to close on our new home. Cool. Question, should I rent it out for 350 a month profit or sell it in 1110? I don't know, not enough information. I think you sent me a note because this seems like a very similar question. So my answer shockingly, is consistent. I would have to go learn the Texas market first. 
Uh, I would need to know what an average deal in the market you're going to is. I have no idea what an average deal in Portland is. Um, what little I know about Portland is it seems to be very tenant friendly and anti-landlord. Texas is obviously the reverse of that. But I don't have enough information there for me. It's all about what is an average deal. I don't know an average deal in Portland and I don't know an average deal in Texas. I am shockingly consistent. Um, yeah, so I let the math tell me what the right answer is. Uh, the one thing that is different, uh, I think in this example is because it was your primary home and I'm gonna guess you lived there for a while. I think it's two years you have to live there. You could technically, again, assuming two years, talk to your CPA, sell with um, no um, gain. That might be a twist of consideration, but I don't know. But again, for me, uh, I have no idea of 350 a month. I don't even know what that means as far as equity. It's not about cash flow. It's about yield. I don't know, I don't know what yield you get in Portland. Don't know the yield you get in Texas. I'd buy the higher yield. That's what I would do. Frank, good day. How are you? Uh, and prepare for price drops. Again, if you've been watching my channel, uh, that's not where my head is at. But, you know, we had 10 years of housing crashes from shadow inventory to lots of other stuff. So don't know. Don't know. If you, if you think prices are going to drop, then why wouldn't you sell? Again, there's a lot of people out there, right? If you really think prices are going to drop in any asset, what do you do? You sell. I happen to not believe that. I'm not selling a lick of my rentals. But if you thought prices were going to drop, I think the answer is obvious. But that's that's a you decision, not a me decision. Uh, everybody has everybody should make their own decisions. For me, I let math do the work. It's always been that way. Very simple. Yeah. All this economic debacle seems to be happening more rapidly than anticipated, perhaps due to the media. Would you agree? I don't know. I have actually thought about that a lot the last week or so. And the media is certainly involved, but my question is, is it, is it happening at the same rate as always? It's just media was less, so we didn't see it as much? Or is just the over, you know, emphasis on bad? I don't know. I don't know. And the other thing rolled in that I think about here is we did something we've never done before. That's what I think's going on is we never rained. We essentially tried. Um, what is that thing called? Um, basic income. We tried basic income experiment. We just didn't call it that. And now we're paying the price. I think that's what's happening. I think we rain money. I'm going to steal Elon Musk's quote. I think we rain money down on fools. And unfortunately, fools lose money quickly. Uh, so I think that's what's going on. I think for two years, we had Red Bull and cocaine. And now the hangover. And you're going to um, a treatment center. It's And you're going to have, you know, a nasty come down. I don't think you can... I think the forest fire has started and you've got to just clean up. We've tried to, we've tried to ignore a recession for 14 years. So I would love to blame the media. I don't, I don't think they, 
again, I would love to blame them. I don't, th- I don't think, I don't, I don't think so. I think the fact is we rained eight or nine trillion down on people and fool. I mean, there's an old story, right? You give a hundred people a thousand bucks and, you know, pretty soon 98% of them have nothing and two per- two of them have everything. I think that's what's happening, right? We gave money to everybody. Everybody did stupid things. And now the billionaires have more money. I think we just, we just tried a economic experiment that we learned in school. We just did it in real life. And now everybody's pissed off at the billionaires because they got all the money. Well, you freaking spent all the money. What the hell do you think happened? So I don't know. I think we're coming down off of, I think it's Red Bull and cocaine. Just a great all in quote that I'm stealing. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to blame the media. I think a lot of us did lots of stupid things. Dan, inherited tenants haven't paid their first month's rent. Well, you know where that goes. That goes into the eviction category, cleaned up, and binder strategy. Frankly, every time I buy a building with tenants, I assume all of them never pay. And then I'm surprised if they do that. It's kind of Dion's thing with his brother, right? Dion, every time there's a turnover, he assumes tenants trash, and that way he's not disappointed. I seriously, like when I buy a fourplex, I assume every tenant's not going to pay. That way I'm surprised when they do pay. Morning all. How do you feel about potential tax lien tsunami due to the near doubling of property taxes? I don't know. It could happen. Uh, we had we had a tax lien tsunami, but you got to remember tax liens are kind of a lagging indicator. Um is a whole nother line of investing. Yeah. I mean, it's why I don't invest in those areas. I think a lot of folks who have uh, del- delinquent taxes will just sell, but yeah, I mean, in a real estate crash and transaction, there's going to be a lot of pain in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, those of us who follow ORET know that for over a year that the hangover was going to be bad, therefore not surprised. There's still a little tiny bit of time to get ready be opportunistic. Yeah, I want to I want to be very clear. I hope more and more people really hear what I'm about to say. One of the reasons I was ag- aggressive in 2010 and most people were not is I had a mental trick. Every negative headline I read and I read a lot. I said to myself, there goes 2% of my competition. So every time I read a negative headline, I just told myself, there goes 2% of my competition. And it turned out to be relatively true. As the years went by, we had four, we had four years of nothing but negative real estate headlines. Thus, you could buy a house in the Tower District of Fresno for 28 grand. A house, not a lot, a house. It's because everybody was scared to death. So I, uh, I suspect the next two years at least will be the same. I do not think we will see a positive headline in real estate for two years. And every time I see that, I'm going to tell myself, there goes 2% of my competition. Even when interest rates were nearly 20%, we still did 2 million homes. There still will be transactions. I expect to buy more properties in the next two years with less cash than I did the last two years. How awesome is that? 
I know how to use inflation to get rich. It's really simple. It's the secret is in my 52 year spreadsheet, which I give away for free. So yeah, I would tell you first thing you need to do is you need to get a mental filter or trick or hack or whatever you call it to turn every piece of negative news into good news. And then just get after it. Do the work every freaking day. Uh, Dion, Matt and I talked about deals we're doing now. Matt sh shared an example of a deal he found on the MLS and I think he got 40% on. Sellers are going to do dumb things. Real estate agents are going to do dumb things. They're going to, it's, it's the time, man. The next two years will be better than the last two years. So yeah, man, be, be, do the work. Don't do stupid. Don't rush. Be patient. Make every deal. The other thing is make every deal better than the last. Until I say otherwise, every deal you do needs to be better than the last. Because you and I have no idea where the bottom of this thing is. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Is it possible for normal-ish hopeful owner ox to take advantage of pre-foreclosures? Or is it more for investors with lots well over 20% down? Um, again, I'm learning pre-foreclosures along with you. I'm reviewing the material that's been added to my course and talked to Ty about the third video coming. Pre-foreclosures is not a cash-intensive business. You'll need some cash. You'll likely need some makeup money. You'll likely need some move-out money. Um, but no, I, I suspect if you wanted to, yeah, an owner rock could do the same thing. There's nothing, nothing magical about being an investor, except if you're going to be a homeowner, homeowner, or you're going to live there. You just need you're going to be fishing in a much smaller pond, right? Because you have you have your specific areas. So no, there's nothing magical about pre foreclosures being investor only. Also, I I believe again, I'm going to go through it with you. Uh, pre foreclosures are not. They're certainly a lot ca less cash intensive than the last two years. So I, again, I look forward to using less cash in the next two years than I did the last two years. It's going to be fun. Jeff, you like the daily financial news? You're very welcome. I enjoy doing it. It's something I've done for 30 years. I just take notes now, so not much different. Michael Hayes, I'm finally seeing some price reductions minor, but starting. Folks, the slowdown is real. It's going to happen everywhere. Sellers are consumers. Consumers are predictable. Fear of missing out is switched. Also, you're going to see lots of wish pricing. The real trick is I've shared with all the real estate agents I've talked to in the last month or so is distinguishing wish pricing from what will the ultimate seller be. I think there is going to be a lot of listings that get taken off the market. I don't know if it's 10%, 15%, 20%. We're going to have an artificial bump in listings with a bunch of wish pricing that go nowhere. This is why we won't have a crash in prices. This is why those idiots who've been calling 10 years a price crash will be wrong again. Sellers don't have to sell. Black Knight tells us 50% of mortgages are under 3.5%. 33% are under 3%. You're not going anywhere. If you don't get your wish pricing, what are you going to do? Take a, take a loss in rent? Are you kidding me? Rent's exploding. Rents are going to go up. Yeah, not happening. Sorry, folks. Kenor, here's a list, the man who changed my view in the situation. Okay. Uh, most landlords are rejoicing about how much rent prices have gone up. How concerned are you with current inflation environment that tenders are stretched so thin? 
They can't even afford court rents. Well, Nathan, I'm so concerned that I had a conversation with uh, Jonathan Twomley, who is a multifamily investor, and voiced my concern very, very strongly. I think rent in apartments is particularly risky. I believe I would, if I was an apartment owner, I would not be planning on any rent bumps starting next year. I have lived in an environment where mom and dad are making choices. And let me just tell you, rent's not the top payment. It's just not. And again, why do I say apartments? Because again, a house is the goal. You will add roommates before you lose a house. In an apartment, you're going to downsize and move to somebody else's bedroom. So I am very concerned. I actually think I put out a video a couple of days ago that rent could fall on apartments in multifamily. Now, Ken McElroy is at an event, I think, starting right now, and he says that Class A is the stuff to own. What, what is Ken McElroy supposed to say? He's a syndicator who's borrowed hundreds of millions of dollars from LPs. Okay. I mean, I think, I think multifamily, I think multifamily is going to be a lot more dangerous than single family over the next five years. I think debt structures blow up. I think rents are not as flat. I think expenses are up. I think residential. And again, that's what am I doing? I'm buying residential. So maybe I'm talking my book and I'm not giving Ken the, the respect that he is owed. And, and clearly he is owed a lot, but uh, I like to put my money where my opinions are. So yeah. Rob and Lori, how you doing? Uh, and yep, you are right. And the course is cheap for what you get. Yeah, it's it's stupid priced. I I've been told I've have I have mentors. I seek advice from others. I have been told repeatedly, repeatedly to raise it to nine ninety seven or nine ninety nine. Not happening. Not gonna do it. And and. And they've been, yeah, anyways, I get told all the time to raise it. Not happening, not doing it. But thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Hope it helps you. I hope it helps you build wealth. Chester, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Michelle. Been going back and forth on my plan. Here is where I am. I have 1.2 looking for four properties. Cool. One to occupy myself, 850, 20% down. The other three... 2.4 and putting the rest on that, financing the rest. Not sure what percent I get on these loans yet, but rents around 251, 21 taxes, numbers doable. Not enough information. Uh, Michelle, I have the whole, whole spreadsheet in my course. Uh, you should be doing a lot more math than just that. I don't know what market you're in. Uh, I would not consider any of those decisions until you could tell me, Michelle, very clearly, what is my average deal? If you could tell me your average yield is 6%, Michelle, then you should be doing three great deals at 8% or greater. None of the numbers you were that you have there, while very, very impressive, mean nothing to me. I want you to learn average yield. It takes time. It should take you 90 days. Once you know average, Michelle, then you go do great, which is usually two points or more above average. Again, having $1.2 million is amazing. It is awesome. You are in the top 1% of 1%, I am sure. That said, don't do something stupid. Spend the time, do the work, figure out average, then and only then 
buy three great deals. That's what I would do. Uh, can't wait for the Las Vegas party. Any detailed speakers or just party? Uh, no idea, Dan. Uh, I imagine. Um, I imagine it's going to be speakers. I mean, I've, I haven't really thought about it other than swallow hard, knowing it's going to cost me at least ten grand. Um, no, I haven't really thought about it. Other than telling myself I budget ten grand. I think it's going to happen, right? 50,000 subs. And then again at 100,000. Kind of fun. Yeah. 10 grand. Mm. Yeah. No idea yet. More more info coming as, as we get closer. Okay. Candor Sweet. Congratulations, Mr. Lumberjack. Yep. Hello, Mike. If you had an hour extra on to your 20 minutes looking at your market each day, would you watch YouTube videos or work on your paid class? Um, I would probably network. I would probably, I think the most important thing, and it's in the course, obviously, is you've got to meet two more people a week in your, in your network or in your buy box or your city or your wherever. I would probably network. Again, Ryan, one of the things that I admitted in my first book, I tried to do everything myself and I should have networked. So my answer is really in my book, I would network. So neither I would network with people. <laughs> uh, yep. Congrats, Matt. There you go. Uh, why don't you invite one of these price crash YouTubers on and you guys can spitball a few minutes and explain your positions? Well, that's really cute. To say, I have uh, invited dozens of them on. I have bribed them with money. I have bet tens of thousands of dollars. And shockingly, they don't want to show up. So I've asked. I've bribed. I've paid. I've charity. I've even volunteered to go on their channel. They don't want to show up. They want to keep making a penny a click. What size a single family home with two bedrooms would you need to have to add a third bedroom with 1,000 or 1,200? Um, again, these are all, I mean, it really depends on the layout. I think the smallest I've done is 950, but that was kind of tight. Uh, I feel much better over 1,000 and really good at 1,100. Again, though, it's about the layout. It's about the layout. Yeah. I feel good around 1100. Generally speaking, there's a, a room there that's just begging to become a bedroom. Oh, look at, look at Michelle just rocking it with the house hacking. That's awesome. I like it. Good job. House hacking, cheat code to wealth, pick your basic biggest expense, whack it in half. It's awesome. Nice work. Newer investor and already completed the free classes. Awesome. That's what they're there for. Enjoy. Sonny is my dude. Yeah. Sonny is, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I think I've said it a couple of times, but when I do the daily financial news in the other room, Sonny is sometimes wrapped around my foot, like his head is on top of my foot. Other times he's between my legs. It's the cutest thing. It's the cutest thing. And I forgot to do this. Subscribe. I just turned on the lights. Let's turn on the other purple lights. Hey, purple. All right, sorry. 
Little things make me happy. Yeah, happy. You know, see, you got your fans happy. Happy's camera shy. Happy's, and uh, yeah, happy is fast, man. When she ever wants to run, ooh, she's quick. Every day is today. Yes, every day is today. Uh, get email from Lenar for 15000 in closing costs. Things shifting slowly. Hey, all it's got to do is start, and then momentum takes over from here. When you talk cash flow, do you exclude principal part? Absolutely not. I count when I do my mortgage payment is the full payment. I don't get to keep that principal pay down. I don't count principal pay down, tax advantages, appreciation. I want to know how much money comes out of my account, how much money goes in. All this other nonsense is confusing math. Trying to make trying to make a deal look better. I have a, I have a house that I picked up years ago where my interest is zero. My full payment, which I think is 500 bucks, is all principal. I consider that $500 just like a fully amortized loan. It comes out of my account. It doesn't matter. Net worth is a joke of a number that means nothing except to the financial institutions when I borrow money. No, man. Full payment. Full payment. P-I-T-I, -I, full book. It's not important if they drop. Oh, I don't know what that means. I think that was up here somewhere. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't matter if prices drop. Get creative. Do the work. Yep. There are a lot of transaction costs. Okay. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, but yes, real estate has transaction costs. I've heard a few realtors suggest mortgage rates will be back at 3% next year. Do you agree? And under what circumstances do you see that happening? I can't comprehend the rationale. Well, what you have right now is a bunch of real estate agents that are out there trying to save their business and their livelihood and telling you to go get a 5-1 arm. Don't worry. Rates will come down and you'll refi again. So uh, I have no idea where rates are coming. I know there are a lot of people uh, that expect rates to come down. Uh, I have heard 3%. I've heard 2%. I've heard 1%. All of that sounds like hope and wishful thinking that I never count on. Never count on. I do the math on today's 30-year money. And then, hey, if rates go down next year, five years, 10 years, great. We'll consider recycling capital then. But to do a deal today that doesn't work in the hopes of getting 3% money tomorrow is silly. Uh, what would cause that? Well, a nasty, deep, dark recession. We're talking negative five, negative 6% GDP. We're talking unemployment north of 8%. So, hey, if you want to be in a nasty, deep, dark recession and have eight and have unemployment, maybe hit double digits. Sure. We can get back to 3%. That would not be my base case. Uh, videos with the three amigos are awesome. Yeah, the three amigos are are two, are two uh, great great guys. Oh, UBI, yeah, Universal Basic Income. Thank you. Yes, I was struggling to remember what that was called. We tried UBI and it doesn't work. It feels good for a moment, just like rent control. UBI has been there, done that. It doesn't work. All it does is it allows consumers to consume 
and rent goes up and food goes up and gas goes up. Shocking, I know. This is economic 101 stuff. You can create all the good theory you want in the world, but if you give away money that people don't appreciate or work, they're going to spend it on stupid things. Look at what's gone on in trading cards, in NFTs, in crypto, and meme stocks, and Red Bull and cocaine. We have rained money on fuel, fools. UBI has been tried. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dumb, dumb, dumb. Romeo, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Somebody's trading the VIX in July. Have fun with that. We didn't learn from when Bush gave everybody 600. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've I've purchased. Um, yeah, I've I've purchased purchased. I can remember a 10 in, in two 18s, a six. Yeah, of course. I mean it when I say, uh, Tamika, that I use my spreadsheet. I compare one bedroom, one bath houses with 20 unit apartment buildings on the same spreadsheet. I will buy the best yield. And as I've always said, sometimes bigger is better. But to arrogantly say bigger is better always is just wrong. It's just flat out wrong. Uh, so yeah, I've done that a couple times. Yes. That is a great way to say it. Awesome. What's the latest negative news in real estate? Luxury homes collapse. Luxury homes fall 17%. Transactions. Values up 19.8. <laughs> These people called it for a crash in prices. You can't believe it. Yeah, can't believe it. That's the one I read this morning. Can you remind me where to buy the course? Yeah, onerentalatatime.com. Also, I think you can go to any of my videos, and in the show notes, it's right there, but it's on my website, onerentalatatime.com. Yes. It's a teachable-based course. You're very welcome. Enjoy. Yeah, you've, you've got to figure out average. Having a million two, you've really got to figure out average. Because if you, the whole key to learning average is, first off, most people don't have 1.2. So again, shout out. But you, nobody should do average deals. If you are following my teachings in my course in leadership or whatever you want to call it, we only do great deals. Unfortunately, you and I have no clue what a great deal is until we do the work. And the work takes 90 days. Thoughts on crashing lumber prices and the effect on real estate going forward? Well, my building of my ADU is going to be cheaper. Uh, I think there was a lot of uh, ADU building that got put on the back burner that will start now. I think builders will build smaller homes. Builders, again, as Greg Dickerson told us, he's, I mean, my Monday, ex, my expert series is amazing. Greg Dickerson on Monday told us that if builders are going to blow out their current inventory, 
a la some of the comments earlier, 15 credit for this, blah, 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 blah. Then they're going to slow down and probably build smaller homes. It's it's simple arithmetic. Builders are going to, they have probably six months of inventory to blow out, as Greg said, and then they'll be fine. They're going to build slower and smaller. It's all good. So builders will be just fine. Builders margin, I think the last time I saw the average margin right today is 29%. Historical average is 24. So they have 5% of margin they can give up right away and they're still average. It's kind of crazy. Yep, the link is in the description. Thanks, Jeffrey. Appreciate that. Thoughts of new townhouse community builders breaking land all around me. Um, don't know where you're at. Don't know the market. Uh, don't know if they're pre-sold, at least where I am at. Uh, a lot of the communities are pre-sold, uh, so probably okay. Uh, if it's spec building and none of them it's sold, again, don't know where you're at. Some cities will be fine. Minis won't. Mini won't. I think there's lots of boom and bust market. Uh, Jonathan brought us to that last week, Atlanta being a great example, Texas sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, real estate's amazing. I mean, if you really learn it, pay attention, learn your buy box, you, you can see it. There are cycles. And they're so repeatable. Yeah. Inventory going up in my buy box, but a lot of wish pricings. Gypsy tree, that is perfect. Perfect. It has to start there. Has to start there. Human behavior is consistent. Your buy box is acting exactly how I would tell you it would act. Now, watch it every day. And sometime between 45 and 90 days, you are going to see, A, some of those listings had real big price drops. Hint, motivated seller. Some of those listings are going to vanish. Hint, not motivated seller. This is why real estate prices will not crash in 2022. Because it takes a long time for this whole pricing things to level and figure out. These people talking about, there's a channel that is talking about a 30% crash this summer. That guy deserves to be not followed. That is just shockingly bad advice. That channel has cost people hundreds of millions of dollars. Wait, wait, wait. Talk about housing crash. Again, 2012, shadow inventory. Inventory rise, then rates rise. Purchase demand fall. Silver tsunami. Manufacturing recession. Prices back at 08. Mortgage rates over 5%. Inventory up, sales down. COVID, forbearance, nonsense. These people don't know what the hell they're talking about. National housing prices will not crash in 2022. You may have localized. That's why we all look at our buy box. Yeah. So again, Gypsy Tree, your market is behaving exactly how I would expect it to. Why do you have to call them idiots? Well, because I think they are idiots. I think we're talking about the other channels. I don't remember when I used that term, but I'm going to guess it was that one. Because I think they're wrong, and they've been consistently wrong, and they've never admitted they were wrong, and they've cost people hundreds of millions of dollars. What should we call them? Geniuses? I don't know what else. I mean, you tell me. I'll, I'll call them whatever you want me to. Sellers don't have to sell until they lose their job. Maybe. That's not true, though. I mean, a lot of people think that. Again, let's just play this out. Seriously, let's play this out. You are in a home. 
you have a 2.8% mortgage. You and your wife, or you and your husband, you and your whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You all know you're paying 1500 bucks a month. One of you or you or whatever, both of you lose your job. First and foremost, unemployment is still a thing. You would be able to file and get unemployment. That's going to take you, what, 90 days, six months? Oh, by the way, we still have 11 million job openings and 3.6% unemployment. So it's fair to say that one of you at least could probably get a job in the next uh, three to six months. Let's say for whatever reason you can't. You are, you are looking at some scary options. You've now missed your payment two months in a row. You're probably sitting on a boatload of equity, so you could sell. Or you go down the street and look at a rental, and the rental is the same price or more than your mortgage. Well, that kind of sucks because the rental is half the size. You've got neighbors. Well, I'm going to take my two kids that have their own bedroom. I'm going to stick them in one room and I'm going to invite my sister or my brother or my cousin or my mom to live in a bedroom and share expenses. We are going to have more multifamily, multi-generational folks living in. A home is the goal, folks. So, yes, I think unemployment, job transfer, death, divorce is going to create opportunities. There is no question. That's why pre-foreclosures, I'm learning. No doubt. I think there's a lot of people that expect it to be this massive wave, and I don't see it. I don't see a massive wave. I see a wave. I see a wave that is uh, surfable, if that's a word, but it's not going to be a tsunami. It's not going to be the 2008 crash. There are so many people that think we're going to have the 08 crash again. Dude, the debt structure is not there. I was in it. I lived through it. I saw it. I saw people make great decisions and then do strategic defaults. I seen it. The debt today is an asset. <clears throat> and um, it's just not going to be 08 again, in my opinion. We're headed into a massive recession and there will be many job losses. People will turn to equity and try to cash out. Well, they won't be able to well, cash. I don't know what you mean by cash out. If you mean sell, then yeah. What wealth they have to survive. I don't know. I mean, again, think about what you just said. So some people certainly will. There's no question. So no question. The question is, is it going to be a massive wave that comes raining down on us like a massive tsunami? And I don't think so. Because they've got to live somewhere. Are they really going to go down the street, live in a smaller unit? with neighbors and all that stuff. I don't, I think they're going to look at their asset, say, honey, it's cheaper to live here. Let's, let's invite your, your sister, Susie, or your brother, Mark to live with us. We'll see. Wrong. Mike is picking up sound. Hello. Hello. Test, test, test. What's going on? Well, as long as it sounds good, I don't know what's going on. Seriously, this this mic's not working? Interesting. Chris, thank you very much. I had no idea. Uh, you're very welcome. No problem. I love it. Oh, doing the work. Yeah, it's, yeah. I believe, again, not doing a deal the last two years, but learning your market is awesome. The next two years will be for you. Investors, the next two years, your time is coming. It's going to be amazing. 
Seems like your microphone is not on. Ambient noise sounds from other microphone. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know how to change it midstream. I'm sorry. I am not a technician. I apologize. I do not know how to change that. I will look. That's weird. This microphone always works. And I've done nothing different. Average is 6.9. This is what is left for me off rents. Um, okay. So if your average is 6.9 or 6.1, uh, then your job is to go find 8.1. Again, just using examples. Yeah. Um, I got 6.5 million Northwest by investing in real estate, long-term real estate. It's just about timing. Congratulations. That's wonderful. What's going to happen with all the malls and commercial real estate in general, retail closing, brick and mortar? I don't know. I think retail is having its time in the sun. I think retail is coming back. I think Amazon overinvested. I think there are too many warehouses. I think the death of retail has been over-exaggerated many, many, many times. So uh, we shall see. Yeah. I think office is a bigger risk, but I, I think retail is fine. Oh, that's a good question from Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I, I've been very clear. Uh, I've actually raised my expectation. Last year, I would have been happy at 8%. I now want 9 I I don't, most investors don't need to do every deal. We only need to do one deal. So with the transaction crash, the creativity, uh, I have personally raised my expectations. Uh, I didn't quite go to 10. Uh, I did go to 9, at least on my first deal. If after that we go, if I get a nine, then yeah, my next deal would be better and it will be 10. So every deal I do for the foreseeable future will be better than the last. And that means higher yield. But my first one for me starts at nine. Congratulations, slot kid. Awesome. Yep. How, how long to the Florida market cools? You tell me. I never looked at it. Don't know. I have no idea why this mic's not working. I apologize. <clears throat> Cash flows after PITI and yep, all that stuff. Absolutely. All, all expenses. I uh, don't feel like the East Bay will fall. I don't think I said it would. Uh, it will certainly slow down. You'll have your pickings. I had uh, Ty and I talked about the East Bay yesterday. Actually, I think that video goes live today. So we talked about the East Bay yesterday. I think that video goes live today. I think it's late later today, 5 or, five or 7 o'clock. Uh, take advantage of the crash and over leverage. Yeah. Over leverage is a death nail. Uh, never, never spend your emergency fund. Uh, this is not about, it's not about going fast. I've seen lots of people go too fast. Uh, 
if you had a million bucks on the sidelines and you could do 12 deals in a, a year, but never done a deal, I would never do that. Just do one deal. Wait, then do a second deal. This is not about speed. This is about being patient. This Seriously, this is about making every deal better than the last deal. I can't say that clearly enough. Uh, Mike, how are you adjusting budget on rehab given hold times unknown with broken supply chain? Uh, I buy stuff at a Home Depot, and if one thing's out, I buy the next. I don't use custom stuff, all store-bought. Um, I, generally speaking, use the same thing in every unit, so I have a supply, uh, so I'll be good. Um, yeah, I haven't had to change, although there was a time that we delayed doing things like building fences, uh, which we're now doing because the cost has come down. Um, but I, I haven't, I'm not a big flipper. We flipped 56 homes in 18, 19 and 20. Uh, we're not doing that now. I'm not going to flip anymore. I'm going to keep everything. Amanda currently renting after selling my home, looking to purchase another primary resident and investment property soon in terms of financing. Would it matter the order which I purchase? Uh, I suspect you would probably get a better rate. I don't know. That would actually be a question for a mortgage broker. I don't want to guess. I don't know. I'm not a mortgage broker. Matt, the mortgage guy would be the guy I would ping and ask. I'm not a mortgage guy. Don't know. Probably shouldn't guess. So I won't. Don't know. Scouting out properties yesterday. Some agents are still in dreamland thinking things will go over asking. Yes, I totally agree. And some agents are giving horrible advice. Get a new agent. Yes. Yes, lots of people have cash. Yep. Yep. I said prices, I said national housing prices will not crash in 2022. Let's be, if you're going to quote something I said, let's have the whole quote. National median house price will not crash in 2022. Let's say the whole thing. How do you join the private Facebook group after buying the course? You go to Facebook and ask to join a group called One Rental at a Time Works. I then go through that list about once a day and approve people that bought and decline people that have. And lots of people try to get in and I, I decline them all unless they bought the course. Thoughts of selling off stock positions to have capital for rental property. Uh, I, I'm not a stock guy. I don't want to give stock advice. No idea. Don't know what you own. Don't know what your cost basis is. I don't know anything. So I'm not playing that game. No financial advice. Do the math. When will it crash then? Who's to say it has to crash? It will crash when we have uh, when we have forced sellers, just like last time. And right now the debt structure is not there. If we came out with a bunch of first-time homebuyer programs and we gave 50% of people houses that didn't know how to pay for a mortgage, 
that would blow up two years after, just like last time. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Awesome. Sit on the sidelines. Uh, watch the guy with his pretty charts in his mom's basement. Awesome. Less competition. Love it. Thank you, Richard. Stay on the sidelines. Did you hear about 2012 shadow inventory? Oh, how about the silver tsunami in two, 2015? Oh, what about the COVID? Oh, what about the forbearance? Yeah. All right. You just keep waiting. Thought you said housing. Oh, God. I believe housing and rent will be flat, relatively speaking, for five to eight years. You cannot have 20% increases year after. What we are in is a Red Bull and fueled market. We, we have a balloon. Balloons don't have to pop. You can let the air out slowly. How do you do that? Well, you crush demand. You crush supply. You let wages keep increasing at 5.2% or more a year. And eventually you catch up. Man, you guys hear what you want to hear. It's crazy. It will be 08. Awesome. I would let me say this for the folks in the back of the room. My market of Fresno, California crashed 75%. I would like nothing, and I repeat, nothing better than it to do that again. I would love it. And this is from a guy who took advantage of the last crash. I would love to do it again. I would love nothing more than to sit here and tell you my market is going to crash 75%. I don't see it. I would love it. I don't know about 2023 yet. I will have an opinion about it once I know what's going on with the Federal Reserve. The Fed got kicked in the nuts yesterday with CPI. Let's see what they do. There's going to be no crash in 2022. I haven't said anything about 2023 yet because my crystal ball is just as broken as yours. So this is an interesting one. Watch the 10-year bond. I am. I actually think it's going to invert, which means the 10-year will be on the two-year, which will really just scream recession. Um, I think your comment is, is uh, I think it is accurate, but I think there's a subtlety that most will miss. I absolutely think the risk-adjusted return is going to be very, very good on bonds soon. Like, for example, if you can get five or five and a half percent on an apartment building, but you can get three and a half percent on a treasury. <sighs> treasury is a lot easier, a lot less risk than an apartment building. So I think you're right. I think new money, new money increasingly goes to bonds as you're highlighting. What I think you're trying to highlight is existing money. I do not think existing money leaves apartments and goes to bonds because of transaction costs. 
getting out of an asset that you're already in, trying to move that money to a bond is not as easy and not transaction free. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And that's one of the reasons I think multifamily is going to get smashed is um, new money is going to increasingly go to treasuries. Man, you get the 10-year treasury at four and a half, five percent 5%. Why the hell would you buy an apartment building at a five cap? I mean, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Renee, you're, it sounds like you're in California. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, uh, created, uh, I think it is 1482. I think that is, I, it may not be that, but I think it is. Uh, that basically says all landlords must raise rents every year. Gavin Newsom wants you to raise rents. He created a, a rent control thing that mandates basically California landlords raise rents every year. Otherwise you get behind. So um, Gavin Newsom said do it and he's the king of California. So yes, I think you have to raise rents. You're capped, obviously. Let's not forget that King Newsom uh, gave you a cap of, uh, I think it's 5% plus 5 plus CPI, I think, with a cap at 10. So make sure it's legal. But again, Gavin Newsom said raise rents. That's what Gavin wants. I don't know who I called an idiot, but I guess they're idiots. I haven't changed my mind. If you're, if you're an idiot that's been calling for a crash for 10 years, what should you be called? A genius? I don't get it. I mean, if you've been wrong 10 years in a row and you've created 10 different excuses and every excuse is wrong, what are you? I know what you are. You're a weatherman. That's what you are. Yes, Dave Ramsey said buy properties with cash. That's what, he, that's what Dave Ramsey said. Oh, it could be my AC. Yeah, it could have been the AC. It's hot in here. Yeah, I think what you guys were hearing was my AC trying to keep my puppies cool. Sorry about that. I didn't realize the mic was that good. All right, everybody, you have a wonderful day. Once again, I didn't get to all questions. I apologize. If I offended you, I apologize. If you're somebody who's been calling for a house, a crash for 10 years, I think you are an idiot, but apparently you're a weatherman instead. So have fun, everybody. Take care of yourself. It is Saturday. Go out, enjoy, make some memories, take some pictures. If you're one of my students, I will see you in about two minutes in our very private Facebook group. Bye-bye.